Hello, and welcome to another episode of Here's the Thing with Robbie and Jose, uh, where we talk about relationships through a male and female perspective. With me, as always, is the lovely Robbie. Hello, Jose. Hello. How are you? I am well. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. Yay. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) So today, I wanted to indulge and talk about something that's near and dear to my heart. Mm Mm-hmm. Rom-coms. Yes. <laughs> if I know anything about you, it is that you love rom-coms. I love me a good rom-com. And let me tell you why I like a good rom-com. I want to say, like, what does that stem from? I think, so, with with anything, right, with any endeavor, whether it's a, a play or a book or a movie, I'm going to exclude love songs at the moment. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to encapsulate, like, love and what mm-hmm. that is. In most cases, because movies for me are distilled, right? And like even a play or even a book, they're distilled to a certain degree Mm -hmm. where it's more palatable. And in most cases, it's fiction, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So what that means is real life is somewhat hard. So when you go into a, like a movie or a book or a play, you can dramatize certain things, right? Mm -hmm. And you can accentuate and because it's all fiction, you can make a happy ending where they live happily ever after. Mm. <laughs> and ultimately, because I heard, and I'm not a big, you know, like I'm not a huge uh, Jane Austen fan, mm. but I heard that like her books are, you know, it ends well for all the, the ladies in there for the most part, mm. but her own personal life, it didn't end well, which makes sense. It's like, okay, real life sucked, yeah, but my book doesn't. Like my book can bring that. And I don't know, it just makes people feel good. But I also think that the characters on there are archetypes to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're going to get into that. So, yeah. but that's where that stems from. Because who doesn't, who doesn't want to believe in love? You know, I was just thinking about like the backstory maybe for a lot of women with that is Disney movies, you know, oh yeah, we're conditioned at a really young age to see, you know, this... I don't know, like princess and prince and they get together and it's like, you know, whatever. And it's like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of women are confused about, I mean, I know we'll get into that, but confused about like what that's supposed to look like. So when they're in a relationship and things aren't like the Disney movies, they make it to this big deal. And it's like, well, yeah, but that's, that's not real. But it's like, it's shoved in our face from a really young age. It is. And I would say... And I was it wasn't even on my list, but as you started talking about that, <laughs> I think one of the biggest uh, for me, not you know the Snow White being the princess or being up in a castle with the knight in shining armor mm-hmm. coming in there, and mm-hmm. that's that's one of the archetypes. He's always like this. Why do they show like real people? I mean, like these people have like these perfect bodies too. This is like yeah. the prince is always like yeah. super hot. So the modern day version of that yeah. is Pretty in Pink. So mm-hmm. for people that haven't seen Pretty in Pink. <laughs> It's Julia Roberts and um, uh, what's his name? Uh, the actor's name. I can't remember his name and right Pretty now. Pretty in Pink? Uh, no, not Pretty Pink. I'm sorry. A Pretty Woman. Pretty oh, woman. Richard Gere. Richard Gere. Right? Oh, okay. So Pretty Woman is the modern day that, right? Mm. So what was interesting about that movie was she, for the people that haven't seen it, uh, Pretty Woman, it's, it's a woman, she's a sex worker, mm-hmm. right? I think that's the appropriate term now. Yeah. And he is a, like a millionaire, billionaire kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And somehow they find each other and he takes her away from that life and like loves her and it all ends well, right? Mm-hmm. So what was interesting about that movie was that they did make her a sex worker, which I didn't understand, mm-hmm. but it, it could have been like at the time of the they're really frowned upon, right? They're like, most people are like, you know, they yeah. look down on, on, on that type of thing, which me personally, I think they're doing God's work as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, you know, it's, it's, for me, it, and I know I'm going to catch a lot of crap for that, but it's it's an honest living, you know, as far as I'm concerned. It's a service, like getting a massage, I guess, you know what I mean? I don't mm-hmm. know what to tell you, but anywho, they make her that. And then they bring in this this really good looking guy, to mm-hmm. your point, that's a millionaire that can have anything that he wants, mm-hmm. but he doesn't want anything he, he wants. Chooses her. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think that's part of the fantasy. But you know, you see that in in a lot of the Disney movies like Snow White mm-hmm. and uh, Sleeping Beauty and like all of that stuff. And I don't I don't know. I'm assuming that women want this person yeah. that shows I mean, up. I don't know if that's some, a fantasy of there's sorts. There's a group of women who 
Um, maybe their standards are too high where they have that in their mind. They're waiting around like one day this hot Prince Charming. billionaire. Yeah, he's going to come, whatever. And any other guy that comes along, they're like, they're not good enough. There are girls who think like that. So, yeah, I'm sure that their version of Prince Charming is not, you know, five foot five, long, yeah, like, long hair, you know, but I mean, like blue collared worker women, you know, we, we do like to, you know, be secure financially. So I think a lot of women are, are waiting around or trying to catch that rich guy, yeah. you know, that doesn't mean that your life's going to be better no, at all, no, but no. maybe they think of that or um, like Cinderella, right? So it's like she, well, I don't know. I guess they had a big house, but she was in rags or whatever. So they're trying to portray her as like, she's this poor girl, whatever. And here's this prince and he falls in love with her. And then now she has this amazing life, right? Yeah. So like maybe the normal girls are like, oh, well, I deserve that guy. And anyone else, I'm not even going to get it in time. Well, and I think even if we go a step further into that, I think in you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but women are very tough on themselves. Mm -hmm. They know all their imperfections. They obviously, and they, they tend to dwell on them sometimes, right? So they're like, I'm this, I'm that, I'm, I'm, I'm not this. I might mm -hmm. have an extra role here. Yeah. This is off. This looks, they're very, sometimes can be a bit critical. Mm -hmm. I think the, also the thing that comes into that is that when a guy comes in and still loves him despite all that, uh -huh. that's also, I think, an appealing thing. It's like, okay, he could have whatever he wants, but he's choosing me despite whatever's going on with me. Maybe I don't have money. Maybe I don't have whatever. Maybe I have a bunch of imperfections, but he still wants to be with me. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes, I, I don't know, you tell me, is that also part of the fantasy? To To have a guy just to love me as is? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's a possibility for really anybody to yeah. eventually find someone who's going to love them as is. Like, I mean, like, why would you take the time and effort to make a relationship work if you, that extra role that the girl is fixated on, but the guy doesn't care? Like, yeah. I think that's pretty normal. Isn't that like happens, a standard? It happens a lot with, not with that, but sometimes with that, but it's also like makeup. Like, oh, you haven't seen me without makeup. Don't look at me until I have a <laughs> Well, but I'm just saying like, you know, those guys will still love us of without course. and we know that. We're not thinking like we're never going to find a guy that's going to love us without makeup. I mean, if you have that kind of insecurities then I'm not trying to be funny, but you may need some counseling at that point because that's not healthy no, to I think that no one's going to like you, right. you know, as is, but right. I don't know. I just think that the conditioning part of young girls and I don't know if I'm well, I can assume, but maybe guys don't have that same kind of complex, but well, to a certain degree, we do, right? So, if we look at it from a guy's perspective, let's say we're because we, we're supposed to be the Prince Charmings, mm. that means we have to get our stuff in order, we have to be brave, we have to have something on the ball, a we, sword. Have to, we have to, we have to, we definitely need a sword for sure, with the sheep. <laughs> And a horse, dude. We need a yes, horse. A white need, horse. Need but, uh -huh. the, but, but it actually, when you look at like Snow White and you look at these princesses, right, they're not just average women either. Like we tend to put them up on a pedestal and it's like you have to be equally as good. You're not going to be a peasant. Although sometimes there's movies that, you know, they're from the wrong side of the tracks or whatever, right? But it's Prince Charming. It's like he's a prince. Mm. He's strong. He's handsome. He's got things on the ball. He knows. Even with Jane Austen, if you look at like Pride and Prejudice, mm -hmm. she falls for like the top dude. Like he was the top of the top, right? He owned everything. He was rich beyond anybody's imagination. And he plucked this girl out of obscurity. Right. And mm -hmm. in that in that particular movie or book or whatever, there are social classes mm -hmm. and you just didn't do that. Once you were in a lower social class, mm -hmm. that's where you stayed. You really didn't. If anything, you can go down. Mm -hmm. But going up was way harder. Yeah. And the people at the top, they stayed at the top and mm -hmm. they married within their own. Or you could be like Aladdin and just happen to find a magic <laughs> lamp. <laughs> You and could. then the princess falls because he was that. I mean, See, I don't remember that movie all that well. So oh. I know he did find Aladdin, obviously the the magic thing or whatever. Yeah, but. he found the genie, but before that, he was like on the street, like he was right the epitome of um, you know economical like 
difficulties. Right, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, she was a princess. So, you know, he finds this lamp and then the genie comes out and he has three wishes. And then I think the first one he said, I want to be a prince or whatever, because he had already seen her and he had fallen in love with her mm. or whatever. So, But that's you know, what I'm saying. That's, that's what... Because he could have just said, oh, you know, I wish that she fell in love with me. <laughs> he didn't go that route, I'm assuming. Well, I mean, he but... He to try to get her, right? He didn't want her just Yeah, because he didn't whatever. think that she would be interested in him right. just like that. So, And I think guys do that. I think, well, at least in the past, traditionally, mm-hmm. that's what men had to do, right? Traditional roles, it's like, okay, you want a woman, but you need to get a job. You need to get a career going. You need to build up some assets. You need to be able to provide yeah, and com- provide that security. Yeah. What can you say when you, let's say that you don't have a job and you're living in your parents' basement. How are you going to go up to a lady and expect, you can't give her, you can't offer her anything. Yeah, but the times have changed. And only, and I say that because that's why I say traditionally, because now, it's not uncommon for a woman to make more money than a man. No, not more money. I'm just saying that if he doesn't have anything, if he's just like just a bum, I'm like in his parents' basement. <laughs> but maybe he's a nice guy. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know either. But yeah. uh, but no. So I mean, yeah. That's so. Another movie that I wanted you um, that I wanted to talk about was uh, Sleepless in Seattle. Mm. Now. And again, I'm going to ask you to kind of recap it for me. Mm-hmm. But in essence, what I got away from that movie is it's that um, that thought that there's somebody out there for you. You just haven't met them. Like on a psychological mm-hmm. aspect, right? Because I remember it was through ads, right? The sleepless. So describe the movie or okay, the premise so, of the movie. So um, I took it a little bit different way. So in the beginning, mm-hmm. Tom Hanks, his wife dies. Okay, I think she had cancer or something. But I think the premise of the movie is saying that you can find love again. Not that you can find someone, there's someone for everybody and you just haven't found them yet. It was, he was so in love with his wife and she passed away kind of suddenly. And he's thinking, I would never going to meet, I'm never going to have that feeling again. So that's what it was. So he goes on this show or his son kind of forces it. He goes on the show and then he talks about his wife and then all the women out there start like, oh my God, like listen to the way he's talking about his wife. So they start riding to the station. Well, Meg Ryan had heard the broadcast and she starts kind of like, it was a radio thing, right? Yeah, it was a radio thing. Serves me correctly. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. So then she, you know, I don't know. She gets kind of obsessed with just these little clips of it, and she has like a journalistic type job, and she's like, "Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to Seattle and see what he's all about." Right. And then you know they kind of fall in love. Or well, whatever, but that's but, what I'm saying. But like even still, and I know in this particular movie, it was that she died, right? Yeah. And she passed away, but relationships end, and right. so in this case. It ended because unfortunately she passed away. But the point being is that it's not over just because right. the relationship ends, whether through natural causes or, um, you know, maybe just decided just isn't working out. There's still somebody out there yeah. for you. And that's, I think that's where I think people get um, when when people say that I want to meet the, the, the perfect person mm-hmm. or whatever that is, it's like it's never going to be perfect. It no, just, not perfect, just, but that but, movie is trying to say like, even if it ends, because we all go through this. If you have a breakup, let's say you're with someone for a long time or, you know, a really serious relationship, and it ends. A lot of people will feel the despair is so mm-hmm. strong that you're like, I'm never going to find anyone exactly. else. And this movie makes you believe that regardless of how it ends, what right. happens with that wonderful marriage or relationship, whatever there, you can start over. There's that always going to be that potential out Absolutely. there. Absolutely. And if you, if you, you know, I'll take it a step further. You have to put yourself out there. Yeah. And in this case, his son forced him to put him because yeah, if his son he, had never done that, mm-hmm. the show would have never happened. He might have been a bachelor his whole life. He would have just turned into a hermit. It would have been yeah. a different movie. <laughs> Yeah. He would have made a shrine for his wife and had pictures blown up everywhere. It would have been a dark, dark movie. But I think that's what the appealing part of it. I think that's why people are drawn to it. I think it's not just the 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 movie itself is fine, right? Mm-hmm. But it speaks to a different level. It's like, well, if he was able to do it, then why? I think that's why sometimes even online dating mm-hmm. to a certain degree, I'm not saying that it's all good, but I think it's good for that reason because you can... Put yourself out there and it's a broader audience mm-hmm. than you're just your inner circle of people. Yeah. Because back in the day, 
you would either have to put an ad in the classifieds, which don't even get me started on why mm-hmm. people would do that. But that was a much more dangerous thing. You didn't know them from anybody. Yeah. Like, and then you would meet in a public place or whatever. It's just weird, yeah. right? It was just weird where now, you know, there's a little more tracking and like you see pictures and so forth. I'm not saying it's not dangerous, but it was different. Or you had to get set up by somebody yeah. or you had to approach somebody, a complete stranger and somehow try and start yeah. up a conversation and see if they were single, blah, blah, blah. It was much more difficult. So I think with the sleepless in Seattle, I think that's what it does. It kind of it gives people hope. Yeah, it's not even just that. It's the fact that Tom Hanks' character, he is the nice guy, quote unquote. He yeah, doesn't look Tom like Hanks. the Prince Charming. He's just a normal looking dude. He doesn't have a six pack, you know, all these things. It's like, it's showing that like females, maybe we should, you, you can't just look for that perfect guy that has all the money and has this great body and blah, blah, blah. It's like, I don't know, maybe Tom Hanks kind of usually plays those kind of characters, but I think it shows the women that too, it's like, don't overlook that nice guy. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's why on the movie, there was so much, there was an influx of all that um, listener mail and stuff because women crave that kind of guy. Like we want the nice guy as much as you guys always say, women don't want nice guys. That's not true. I don't know where you get that from. But it's well, not true. So I I will say this. I think there is sometimes what ends up happening is there are traumatic events that happen when you're a child mm-hmm. and it forms in your subconscious. So if you were neglected as a child and you're a female, right, mm-hmm. and you were neglected for one reason or the other, your father neglected you, then you grow up, you somehow associate neglect with love. So you find a a neglective boyfriend that neglects you, treats you bad, but in your brain, because it's already formed that connection, oh, of course he loves me. I understand that. So that's where that, because I'll I'll put it even in in a different sense, because when your subconscious and your conscious don't line up, that's when, and everybody's done this, where you're like, I know I shouldn't do this, and then you still do it. Almost when you're actually, let's say you're about to eat something bad. <laughs> I think I do that every time I'm of about course, to eat something but bad. But you know it's bad. And even while you're eating it, yeah. you know it's bad. Yeah. And sometimes you can be in a relationship and you know it's bad. And that's Consciously, you don't want that, but it doesn't matter. Because subconscious, they make that connection between neglect or abuse is love. And if it doesn't have that, if it's void of neglect and abuse... It's not love. So the nicest guy would bring you flowers and mm-hmm. be attentive and not neglect you. Your brain would process it differently. You'd be like, what is this? This is not. No. Right. Or in some cases, and this happens, sometimes they're like, oh, he's boring. Yeah. It's like, so they don't want the nice guy. They do theoretically. But in reality, until they get that their conscious and their subconscious aligned, it's very difficult. I disagree. <laughs> I get Thank what you're you. saying. It makes sense. I understand what you're saying about like the trauma and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yes, I agree with you on that. But even in those situations, as a woman, I can tell you, we still want a nice guy. Even if our subconscious and our conscious are not lining up perfectly in that scenario that you just said, yeah. I agree. But when guys say that, oh, girls don't want nice guys, that's not a true statement. Even if I'm in that abusive relationship or whatever, and I'm like, this isn't right. I'm mm. still thinking I want a nice guy. Right. So at but the end of the day, we still, we do want a nice guy. I, I get that. But I would venture to say that women have had nice guys and it didn't work out. It and you doesn't have, work out with most people you date. Maybe not so much, right? But a nice guy, if they were nice, then you would need to evaluate like you had a nice guy. So why didn't it work out? And if the the answer to that is, well, I thought he was boring or he was too vanilla or whatever, I needed a little more excitement. I needed that bad boy. Okay, then you have some work to do because you don't want a nice guy or at least maybe not that nice, perhaps. Like it depends. It's a double-edged sword because if you want somebody, let's say, um, like the notebook, right? They were very passionate. He was very, very pa- He was not a nice guy as far as I remember the movie and he was not very nice, right? In the notebook. So I don't know if you remember. So it's Ryan no, Gosling. No, I know that yeah. I don't remember him being mean at all. I mean, he was in love with another woman and then he was still like I, the one freaky thing. So, OK, so the, the notebook for people that haven't seen it. Right. 
it's um, a couple and they like each other, but he comes from, he's more blue collared and she's more upper class and like in the South somewhere. But the one particular one or the reason why I say that, and maybe it's not nice or bad or whatever, but when they broke up, he was dating another woman and he was kind of like telling that other woman, I'm like, I love somebody else. She seemed to be okay with that, mm -hmm. but that's still kind of, still kind of being well, a that jerk. girl chose to be in that type of relationship though. He was upfront and honest about, I don't want anything serious with you because I'm in love with someone else. She chose to stay there. Fair that's enough. on her. I don't think that was him but, being a jerk. I mean, okay. But that in that sense, right? She's still there. Mm -hmm. So if we focus on her a little bit. What does that say about her? Well, we don't know her backstory. No, I'm not saying that people <laughs> don't, don't have don't, things that don't. make them gravitate towards not good men. Mm -hmm. But I'm just saying that at our core, we still want a nice guy. When you're saying nice and boring, I don't think those two things are the same. Mm. I can be with a nice guy. It has nothing to do with him being boring or lame or whatever. That's other traits. That's not about just him I being think, nice. I think it could be equated with nice. I understand that. But I'm just saying, for me, I don't equate those two things. You can be nice and still have, you know, be fun and adventurous and make me laugh and all the things that I want in a relationship. Yeah. That doesn't mean that you're the nice guy and he just, oh, he's just a boring guy. So, or why, he's why, why, so why do you think they gravitate towards that? Because if that's the case, all nice guys would be killing it. They're not. Well, I think a, a lot of people, unfortunately, women... Girls do suffer some kind of abuse early on. And I think that's kind of instilled in a lot of us, um, unfortunately. So I think that even when we start going into our teens, we've already been either physically or emotionally hurt to the core. Um, so, I mean, it could be a lot of that, honestly. I mean. But that's what I'm saying. But then they're gravitating towards the bad boys still. So if they still want, if they wanted a nice guy, the nice guys are out there. Mm -hmm. So they should be killing it. Bad boys should have no... I know, but I'm just saying, I don't think that just because you're a nice guy means you're boring. That's all no, I'm no, saying. No, no, and I'm not saying that they are, but that's what I'm saying. If, if at their core, if what women say is, I want a nice guy, nice guys should be killing it left and right. Because if, if at their core, that's what they want. But not if they have the psychological trauma that you were just talking about, if their subconscious is attracted to, or subconscious is attracted to that bad boy... They don't know that they're doing that, but still in their core, they still want a nice guy. They don't, you, you don't have control over things like that, things that are subconscious, or maybe you were traumatized in a way that you don't really even understand at that point. Yeah. You didn't maybe look at it as trauma or something like that. So it's just the way it, it's, it's always funny how the, the brain associates things. Yeah. Again, like I said, if you, if you're a kid, and somebody scares you with the worm, yeah. from there on in, you're going to associate worms with bad, a bad feeling. Of, and yeah. Worms can't hurt you <laughs> like, in any which way, form, or manner. You can eat what them alive. What about the ones if you, the worms that you get when you eat raw like chicken and stuff? Well, I'm and talking they... about like regular <laughs> earthworms or whatever. Uh, those, those, those can't really hurt you. You know what I mean? Like yeah. in the grand, they can't sting you. They don't hurt you. They, they you know, yeah. they can upset your stomach, I suppose. Mm, but They're minding their own business. Yeah, for sure. But, just inching but, along. But that's what I'm saying. I think... I personally do not believe that every woman wants a nice guy. Me personally. Me okay. personally. Now, I could be wrong about that. And I am a nice guy. So maybe that's where I'm, <laughs> maybe that's where I'm, I'm getting that from, right? Yeah. Because, and I guess we would need to define whatever a nice guy is, right? We would really need to define that. Because even Tom Hanks was like, I'm not saying that he was boring, but I remember the movie a little bit. It's not like he was very adventurous either. No. He kind of stuck to himself. He was a single no, but dad. He, but he was a good um, husband and father, and that's very attractive. Yeah, he was nice. But let's say, let's say, let's say you got with a guy like that, mm -hmm. and you're like, "Hey, let's go out and do something." And they're like, "Eh, I don't want it." Well, yeah. uh, we don't know how adventurous well, we he don't, was. We don't. But that I mean, but he got on in, a boat, <laughs> right? But but that's what I'm saying. Like that's where the nice guy starts to fall apart. It depends. It depends, yeah. right? Because if he's more responsibility drone or driven or, you know, what have you, he might not want to do some of those things. He I might just, just have a different personality. I have a problem with, you know, the, the mentality that guys say that, that women want to be treated badly. I just... No, 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 no. And I don't no, mean I know, that No, I know, but I've had guys tell me that of like, no, girls don't want nice guys. They like to be treated badly. 
That's no. not true. That's not true at all. No. I know, but that's guys when they in that same breath where they say girls don't want nice guys in the same breath they say because they want someone who's going to treat them like crap, like basically. And guys have said that to me and I understand why they feel that way, but it's not true. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. It's not that they that they want to be treated badly. Mm-hmm. That's not exactly correct, right? Like it's, as far as I'm concerned, I don't, yeah. I don't think that's I don't think that's correct. I think but I do think that not every woman wants a nice guy. <laughs> Just and leave that's it at fair. That. I mean, I can understand why you're saying that. I'm just, I have issues. Because with the world is full of nice guys and they're usually alone. Yeah, or they're but married you can't already. just be nice. That's the point. <laughs> nice guys think that like, oh, if I'm just nice, I'll get a girl. No. Being in a relationship is hard work. There's effort. You can't just be a nice person mm, no, and expect that. to have any type of relationship. So these nice guys, the ones that have come to me and say like, oh, I'm a nice guy. I don't know why I can't. I know that they're, I know what their faults are, yeah. you know, and it could be like, you know, maybe I know them in a relationship, a sense of like, I know you don't spend that much time with her. You don't take that much of your personal time to spend it with her. In your mind, you're like, well, I'm a nice guy. Yeah. Okay. You don't beat her. You don't call her names, whatever, but maybe you're kind of absent and you don't even understand that as a problem. So when the girl leaves you, you just think like, oh, she just left me because I'm a nice guy. Like, no, dude. There's other things that go along with that. Oh, I get that. Oh, I, I get that. But that's, that's what I'm saying. saying. You can't just be nice and expect women no. to fall on your lap. No, but that, no. And, and like, yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> I agree with that. But again, it still doesn't, the math doesn't add up because there's tons of nice guys on there, but they're single, unfortunately, or they're already married, but which is fine. But the bad boys, they tend to clean up. There's just something about them. I think it's because... To a certain degree, a bad boy, let's say, will be, and I'm not saying that nice people are, are not genuine, but nice guys will comply. So if a woman says- You want someone to challenge you then. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So if a woman says, hey, you know, I want to go out and go eat seafood and I don't like seafood, you'll comply because you're a nice guy. So you're like, okay, baby, whatever you want, let's, you know, I'll, I'll do it yeah, for you. Yeah, but why wouldn't you want that in a relationship? Why would I want to be with a guy who's like, babe, let's go eat seafood? And he was like, no, we're not going to do that. No, well, I want to be with a not, nice guy. It's, it's not that he doesn't want to do that, but it, well, okay. So in that situation, right, there's a little back and forth because the problem with, with in, in that particular one is that he's going to comply every single time. And that will, to a certain degree, get boring. Because there's no challenge in it mm-hmm. because they always comply. So if that's what you want, again, there are tons of men out there that do that already. Yes, but again, you can them. be nice and challenge a woman at the same you time. Can. You can, you can. I'm, I'm not saying that you can't, but that's the trap that a nice guy will fall into because they are trying to please well, other people. Well, why don't we tell him to... to um, <laughs> To make up for that gap, why don't you tell the guys, like, you can be nice, but maybe don't comply with everything. No, for sure. But that's what I'm saying. I can't tell that. I mean, if that's just the way they're built, that's yeah. just the way they're built. Women are built like that, too. There's women that are caregivers, and no matter what, you tell them that if you want to do something, they'll do it. Yeah. At a certain point, resentment will start to build up mm-hmm. because you're not being listened to and nobody's, you know, you're, you're, you're not taking, you're not getting your needs fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it turns into a problem. But, you know, again, I, I guess we've never really defined what a nice guy is. Yeah. <laughs> and in this case, maybe Tom Hanks is a nice guy. We don't know. He could be a jerk. We don't know what was going on. And we just don't know. All you heard was a, a conversation on the radio, this guy. but Maybe he, he got around town in Seattle. They just didn't maybe, know that part. Maybe he killed her. And <laughs> oh my God. I wasn't thinking that, but... I like I said, you don't know. Maybe he's a he's a serial killer, and you don't know. But he's just coming off as a nice guy, and then you get to know him, and like that's how he could afford that big house that he. <laughs> I did get that insurance policy, <laughs> but um, but yeah. So just uh, so so, anyways. But yeah, I mean, I I think nice guys. I think that's a topic in and of itself. I think mm-hmm. we can always go on a little further yeah. because we would really need to define that. Mm-hmm. But it is. But isn't that the premise in a lot of rom-coms is like there's the nice guy and maybe he's waiting for the girl to realize that she's just chasing these bad boys that are no good for her? Isn't that a lot of rom-coms are like that? Yeah, kind of, sort of. But again, I think when I look at The Notebook, and I'm sorry, I keep on going back to that Uh because he was not nice. 
Not even a little bit. He yelled at her quite a few times. They got into arguments. They got into shouting matches. Yeah, weren't a they nice like 17? Guy. Well, I mean, whatever the case may be. But there was a, there was a passion there yeah. that they were both drawn to. But it had nothing to do with him being a nice guy. If anything, he was he was disagreeable quite a bit, actually. Mm -hmm. And well, she, she was, was very drawn to that. Well, she was very difficult herself, and I can't imagine being with someone who acted as crazy as she did. Right, but that's that's another one of that's another rom com. It's not a rom com. I'm sorry. So this is not a comedy exactly, but there are movies in which things are not conventional, mm -hmm. right? So one of them um, is I don't know if you ever seen a movie called Wild at Heart. No. So Wild at Heart. It's not a comedy for sure. It's a very strange movie, but it is these two couples. It is Nicolas Cage, and I can't remember um, what the young lady's name is, uh, Dern. L Laura Dern? Yeah, there you mm -hmm. go. And they have a very unconventional, it's a wild relationship, but it works for them. Mm -hmm. And I think people are drawn to that unconventional relationship, I'll mm -hmm. call it, right? That's why I'm always telling people like, Yes, there is a conventional relationship that people have through the media, like Leave It to Beaver and like this is what it should be. Mm. And like, you know, you watch these sitcoms and it's like, oh, this is what mom and dad should be like. This is what a relationship should look like and blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. It doesn't work that way, right? Mm. <laughs> we would love it if they did, but it doesn't. You could name them all off like Family Matters, Leave it to Beaver, uh, The Brady Bunch. <laughs> Somehow that worked out. I don't know how that worked out. But again, they 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 make up this image of what a relationship is. And then you get yeah. into a relationship and it's nothing of the sort, right? Yeah. But in Wild at Heart, it's these two people. They're young people. They're adventurous. They they do all kinds of crazy, weird stuff. And it's like people are drawn to that because there is a subset of couples mm -hmm. that are not conventional, right? From what we traditionally what we see, whatever. Whether let's say it's an open relationship, let's say it's a it's a dramatic relationship, like everything's like big. They blow things up, and mm -hmm. you're constantly yelling at you. Maybe they don't hurt each other, but it's just unconventional. Let's just put it that way. Do you think that those people have that mentality because of different movies and things like that that portray those two wild people? Kind of like in The Notebook, they were both young and headstrong and, you know, they argued a lot and blah, 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 but it worked for them. But do you think people see that and like, oh, that's what a relationship is supposed to look like? I'll give you an example. So like if you think about... Um, teenage TV shows like 90210, like that kind of thing. Yeah. There's a lot of drama, mm -hmm. you know, and but that's also not necessarily like real life. Like you can have a normal relationship. It doesn't have to be this like crazy drama all the time. But maybe yeah. you see that and you kind of portray that into your relationship like, oh, if he's if we're not arguing, that means he's not passionate about me. He doesn't really love me because he doesn't really care. Right. I think what ends up happening is, and I've, you know, I've had some for friends in the past that have had relationships that were unconventional. Mm. And if you were to talk to them and you'd be like, hey, just from the outside looking in, it doesn't look that healthy to me. Yeah. And they, they will immediately, like, we don't understand it's us. Yeah. You don't it understand. Works for us. Yeah, you don't mm -hmm. understand us. You just don't understand him and I or she and I. Yeah. It's us. Nobody gets us. It's like, whatever, dude, we get you. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you're so full of it, but okay. Like, yeah. because, and the reason why I say that is because we all have those tendencies. Mm -hmm. Who doesn't want to be adventurous? Who doesn't want to throw caution into the wind, get on the back of a motorcycle and just drive somewhere? Yeah. Who doesn't want to uh, take off an adventure with your friend and like go to Europe and backpack and stay in hostels and mm -hmm. stuff like that? Like, it's not conventional, but if it works for you, right? Some people have gone into like camping, like they get these little miniature houses and they find a mm -hmm. plot of land somewhere and it's like, yeah. oh, we love it. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a bed and a kitchen and that's it. Like you can barely move. But if it works for them, again, it's like, yeah, I mean, I get it if that's what you want to do. But yeah, I think if you find somebody that's like-minded like that, mm -hmm. let's say if you or into dark comedies, or if you like, because uh, one movie that comes up a lot, and I've, I don't think I've ever seen it, The Night Before Christmas. You've never seen that movie? It's a musical, so I don't particularly care yeah, for but musicals. And it's, it's it's uh, what, what is it, Jack and... Jack Skellington. And what's the... Uh, oh Sally? my gosh, yeah, Sally. Sally, Jack and Sally, yeah, because I've yeah. heard it referenced in songs and stuff. Yeah. 
And women tend to love that movie. I don't know why. Because it's macabre. That's why. Because well, women love, you know, we're all murderinos at heart. I mean, but that's what I'm saying, which yeah, doesn't go with the nice guy thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, they want a little adventure. Yeah. And, it, as, as, and I understand that. I totally understand that. And sometimes people take it to the extreme, right? And it feeds a need. It feeds, like, this is the other common misconception about people. And I've heard this quite a bit, too, is when people say, oh, I'm weird. It's like, probably not any more <laughs> weird than I am. Right. You know what I mean? But like, what? It, and, and the, the problem is we're siloed. And what that means is there are certain things that we don't talk about, certain topics that you just don't bring up in, in public circles. Mm -hmm. And because you don't bring it up, you think I'm the only one that's thinking this. Yeah. And I am weird. And it's like, no, you're not. Yeah. There's a bunch Just of people. Just type it into Google and yeah, see what pops yeah, Exactly. <laughs> there's so many. So when you can find a like-minded person, and here's the thing, whenever you're dating initially, right, you kind of put on a mask. You're putting mm -hmm. your best foot forward. Right. It's very rare that you unload all your stuff from the get-go. It happens naturally through. Right, because if you do, you look crazy. Perhaps, right? But that's why in some of these movies, and Wild at Heart is one of those, it's... Uh, it's the, the young lady has some things going on. Mm -hmm. Like her mom is just very manipulative. Mm -hmm. And the guy, you know, he's a bad boy. It's Nicolas Cage, for mm -hmm. crying out loud. So, I mean, <laughs> and it's Nicolas Cage unfiltered. Like mm -hmm. the director must have just told him, just do whatever <laughs> Nicolas Cage does. And he's like, gotcha, buddy. Don't even worry about it. I got you. But if you watch that, it's, it's really, it's a, it's a, Visually, it's it's awesome, mm -hmm. but it's very unconventional. There's another movie like that. It's called uh, True Romance. Mm -hmm. It was by Quentin Tarantino. He also wrote, by the way, Natural Born Killers, which is also in and of itself a love a love movie. Right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> they just happen to be killers. But True Romance is the same thing. It's a it's this guy who works at a comic book shop, and he gets with uh, a woman of the night. She's a sex worker. They fall in love, mm -hmm. and you know, like. For all purposes intended, you know, he was a bit of a loser because he just didn't. I mean, he's Christian Slater, so it was a stretch. Because mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I have to, I have to suspend reality, and in this reality, Christian Slater is a loser. But okay, yeah. sure, <laughs> I'll suspend reality for a second and just ignore the fact that he's a, just an awesome looking dude. <laughs> but okay, okay, in this world, he's a loser, right? Um, and again, she's, you know, she's a sex worker, which they, you know, society tends to look down on those, but they make it work. Mm. Right. And again, there is that psychologically, I think women are drawn to that because women, I think people in general feel like I'm weird. I'm, I think different than mm. other people. I think everybody wants to feel that whatever. So when they get in a relationship and they're like-minded, they're like, we're both weird together. That's why nobody else will get it. We get it. Do you think that vanilla people feel the same way that you just said? That like they know they're vanilla and they're looking for another vanilla person and they're like, let's just be vanilla together. Yeah. Yeah. To a certain degree. Yeah. Because I think I think people run the spectrum mm -hmm. in general. Right. Between adventurous, um, what's appropriate, what's inappropriate. And sometimes if you are leaning more towards the unconventional side mm -hmm. and you find somebody and maybe this is a bad example but I'm thinking Kurt Cobain, mm -hmm. Courtney Love. I'm thinking, um, what is it? The Sex Pistols. What was his name? Um, oh, Vic. I uh, know. Sid, Sid and, and Nancy. Yeah. Sid and Nancy. Again, yeah. it's another one of those ones that it was unconventional. And, and even if you look at that movie, The Doors, I can't remember what her name was, but the Jim Morrison and that girl that was there. Again, mm -hmm. all even if you look at Almost Famous, the groupie and the, the singer, there's something about... That life or whatever, whatever that, whatever's going on with them, that they just want to be that. They yeah. want to be that. And I think vanilla people, if you want to call them that, are like that. I think what ends up happening is that even, and I've seen this in couples before too, um, where on the surface they look vanilla. <laughs> mm. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> or maybe you both start out vanilla. I know people like this too. They both start out vanilla and maybe one of them. As they grow and whatever mature, they're like, you know what? I want something different. And then they start kind of acting mm -hmm. in those ways. And then the vanilla person's like, this isn't what I signed up for. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes it backfires and it's like, hey, that's a little too extreme. And again, that's when you have to talk to your partner. Yeah. Because it's not that they don't, 
they want to be vanilla to a certain degree, but they also want that other stuff, whatever that adventurous thing is going on. And it doesn't have to be extreme, mind you. Well, then at that point, I don't, I don't think you'd be considered a vanilla person. If you want all this adventure, then why? how could you be considered vanilla at that point? Because I think sometimes what ends up happening is that they shove this traditional relationship version in your face. And they say, if this is, this is what a relationship should look like. Mm-hmm. And then people take that and say, oh, okay, that's what it should look like. But it doesn't always look like that. Yeah. That's my that's my point. And so so what ends up happening is at some point these people might be like, hey, I want to tap into a different side of me. Because I think everybody has that inside of them to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they tamper it down because of, well, it's inappropriate. We can't mm-hmm. do that. You know, like I I'm a pillar of the society, you know, like I have, you know, I go to the PTA, so mm-hmm. I can't, you know, go to raves or <laughs> Or whatever the case may be. You just can't. I can't go to a uh, Marilyn Manson concert because, you know, <laughs> the ladies in the church are not going to approve of that sort of thing, right? Yeah. Because it's just not something that you're supposed to do. So you kind of have to hide it. But if you have a partner to that, hey, yeah, like, you know, I want to do those things with you too. I do want to go to a concert. I do want to go to Coachella or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Like, that's cool. If you can find that. So on the surface, that's what I'm saying, like if you have a partner, but you're right, you bump up against if that person is like, no, I'm more conservative, I really don't want that. Mm-hmm. And then that's when the problems, because people evolve. Yeah, You could have started out, let's say, being very conservative, mm-hmm. and now you don't, you want to explore the adventurous side of you. Mm-hmm. And if your partner's not willing to do that, then, well, you're, you're done, right? Because mm-hmm. now you have to decide, do you explore that or... Do you suppress those feelings because you want to stay in this relationship with this person that has no interest whatsoever in exploring the adventurous side? Now, what do you do? That's why I think these movies speak to that because it's like, oh, yeah, she's weird and he's weird, but it works for them. It's not conventional, but it works. Mm -hmm. So maybe there's a possibility that I can get into a not. And I'm not talking about abuse because none of these none of these movies were they abusive. They genuinely cared for one another. Mm -hmm. It's just. They did weird stuff. Yeah. <laughs> they, t- they typically went on adventures. And even again, even like in the notebook, mm-hmm. they yelled at each other. But you can see that there was a passion between them, that they right. cared about each other. They love each other. He bought a house and built it up. And like, but any other place, they would have been, that dude is a psycho. Not well, a nice guy. He's a psycho. <laughs> Let it go. Move on, which yeah. he couldn't. I was just thinking about earlier when you were talking about when people say like, well, you don't understand us and this is how our, you know, because I've had friends and and that can be true and it can work out unless it's toxic. Like what you were saying, like if, if you look at that and say like, this is a bad situation, those relationships don't work out. They think yeah. that at the time, but they never work out. You can't sustain that. If you're like, well, this is just how, this is just us, that's fine unless it's toxic. Then yeah. I don't see how you can sustain that. I, I mean, again, and this is kind of how I feel about it is if it works for you, keep doing it. If you're mm-hmm. not hurting yourself or other people, mm-hmm. go for it. I don't, yeah. you know, however unconventional it is, keep doing it, you know, as far mm-hmm. as that goes. But just to shift over a little bit to the to the next one, the next one is the wedding singer. I haven't seen that. Oh. <laughs> so let me tell you what The Wedding Singer is about. The okay. Wedding Singer is Adam Sandler is a wedding singer, right? And he is engaged to a woman um, and he's getting married, but that's what he does for a living. He's a wedding singer and he mm-hmm. does that. So um, at this hall or whatever that they that they have these weddings and bar mitzvahs and all those things, there's a waitress in there, which is played by Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore is also in an, uh, in an engaged to be married to somebody else, mm-hmm. right? And so that's how it starts. Mm-hmm. And then through events that happen, what ends up happening is the Adam Sandler's girl dump, dumps him, leaves him hanging at the at the at the altar. She jilts him. Yeah. Well, he's at the altar. She doesn't show up. Yeah. So he goes and gets depressed, and then so Drew Barrymore's character is still f- going forward with her marriage but somehow she befriends Adam Sandler mm-hmm. and they become good friends and as they that friendship starts to develop mm-hmm. feelings start to happen and blah 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 and then at the very end so does a friend zone work for him <laughs> sort of well he didn't intend it to like he didn't intend to be a friendship she just basically 
um, felt pity for him and like wanted to help him out because he was devastated after he got mm-hmm. left. Was he the nice guy? Like, was her fiance nice or was no, he? See? He was not. He was. He was a bit of a jerk. We all want the nice guy. Fair so. enough. Fair enough. But and here's where things because mm-hmm. I would now I got to throw it back to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was a wedding singer. <laughs> So? It was like a 30-year-old wedding, which is part of the premise of the movie. The The guy that she was engaged to was a stockbroker. He had a oh. job. He made a bunch of money. He like had that going on. He mm-hmm. just happened to be a jerk too. And so it's like, and even her mom was like, don't go for the wedding singer. Are you nuts? Mm-hmm. Like you're going to give up security yeah. and all these all the other things that go along with that to be with a wedding singer. If you say it out loud, everybody would be like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> But I think what that, what I think on a, on a fundamental level, what that also kind of uh, brings up is that sometimes, because I've heard this before and I don't know if I believe it or not, but I know people say it all the time, things happen for a reason, mm. right? Because in the beginning of those movie, in that movie, it's not like they were drawn to each other. They didn't like, weren't flirting. They were both engaged to other people. Yeah. But through a series of events... Something happens and it turns out that the person that they really should have been with or whatever, because they were clicking quite a bit. They had the same humor. They had the same interest. Like they were getting along very well as friends. Mm-hmm. It's just he, they just also became very attracted to one another. But nevertheless, it's like it happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. But if you were to say that movie in just a synopsis and somebody were to tell you, my, my girl left me for a wedding singer... <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, for women, it was because we're more emotional, like that doesn't sound weird to me that if she's dating some guy who's a jerk, and again, we all want nice guys, so it doesn't sound weird to me just because of his profession. I mean, he's not living on the street. I mean, I'm sure there was good qualities. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, and this is why it's distilled, right? This is why they're archetypes. They're, they're, it's a caricature, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, but he's, he couldn't have been all bad, yeah. obviously. They had good times. They were engaged. Yeah. There's no way. I mean, she wasn't the type of girl that she wasn't like a like a doormat or anything like mm-hmm. that. She just was involved with that and didn't see the other side until she did. Yeah. Then she got to experience the other side mm-hmm. and was like, oh, this is something different. Yeah. Like, even if he was a jerk, he hit it to a certain degree. Yeah. Right? Again, he was. And I wouldn't even say that necessarily he was. Well, he was a jerk in some senses because he did some things that were not cool. But taking out some of those things, he was a typical guy, Mm. a very typical guy. Sorry, he just was. Adam Sandler's character was not. Mm -hmm. He was very much a nice, nice guy. Mm -hmm. He was like super nice. Now, (laughs) again, real world applications. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he lived in his sister's basement, by the way. Mm, Okay, well, you didn't tell me that part. (laughs) So he is kind so of So the bum. wedding singer didn't, didn't dip it off for you, but... Well, no, just because you're a wedding singer, why would I assume you're living okay, in your, at a basement, your parents' house or whatever? No, his sister's house. Well, whatever. Why would I... But yeah, so... But I think it's one of those things that what it what it speaks to is just that, right? It's like, it is the nice guy, perhaps. But those nice guys, it's 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 different because he actually tries to change for her. Mm-hmm. He tries to go out and get a conventional job, this, that, and the other. It just doesn't work out for him. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't. But that's what I'm saying. And I don't know where the movie, because there's no part two. But <laughs> but let's say that, that we did follow that along. Mm-hmm. They would struggle. She's a waitress. He's a wedding singer. And he lives in his mom's basement. <laughs> so it's going to be a while, right? It's going to be a while before they can establish like any kind of real world like asset. Maybe it's love and maybe it's good enough. I mean, well, I'm but not if she doesn't have anything also, if she has nothing, she's just a waitress. Well, she, she is, lived at home and her parents were well off. Oh, okay. So that's why they wanted something more for her. Yeah. And, but she was conflicted because it's the security, but he's not a very nice guy versus a really nice guy, but no security whatsoever. Yeah. You're going to struggle with this other, with Adam Sandler's character. Yeah. But I think it's also one of those things that people, because not every, I always like to hear people, uh, they're, whenever there's a relationship or there's a couple, mm-hmm. I love to hear about how did you guys meet? Because I always think that's an interesting story for me. And every now and again, I get a really interesting one. It's like, oh, I saw her walk in. 
uh, we were in the same class together or a friend introduced her, us or I, I met her at a wedding and we just started chatting it up. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that. Right. But it's always one of those things that it's not always conventional, even in the notebook for that matter. Right. Because it starts out with they're older and he's telling her, he's reading her a story, mm-hmm. right, going through. And it's not like they got together and stayed together forever. There was a lot of ups and downs mm-hmm. and other people and obstacles. And and I think that's what the wedding singer kind of talks to is the fact that it's not always conventional. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes there's a story around how they got together in the first place. And I've always kind of like, hmm, that's pretty interesting. Do you think that women also try to chase that dream? I've seen that on movies of that meet cute Right. So that term, I believe it came from like every woman's looking for a meet cute. Do you think that they would get that from like movies and TV and stuff like that? Maybe. Maybe. I don't I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I, people meet people <laughs> different kind of ways. I know, but I mean, I, nowadays you say online and it's very like. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, I don't know anyone that had like a really like a meet cute. I don't know anyone. I, yeah. I know what happens sometimes, but it's not typical. It's like, okay, you met at work, you met at school, you met online. That's pretty much it. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. nothing really cute about that. I mean, it, it depends, right? Sometimes it could have been like, oh, I met him, you know, at a party mm-hmm. and come to find out after I talked to him for a little bit, he lived like two houses down. All along, we grew up in the same neighborhood, just never interacted with each other. And then all of a sudden we did. See, there you go. No, I was just thinking this one <laughs> That's time. That's not a cute, but it's interesting. Yeah. This one time, one of my boyfriends in high school, he had lived in the house that was right down the street from where we moved there. But when he was little. Yeah. And it's it, it's a very obscure, like it was out in the country, like this, just whatever, like what are the odds of that? Exactly. Um, exactly. But he so, was not a nice guy. <laughs> But that's what I'm saying. Like, there's just so many different things that it that that I think is that's it's that thing that it doesn't always. Let's say you're married, mm-hmm. and at one point you were married to somebody else, and they were married to somebody else, and y'all were like a couple friend, mm-hmm. and then a romance started up between y'all, to, or maybe they broke up at the same mm-hmm. time. It had nothing to do with each other. Mm, that's suspicious. <laughs> I mean, fair enough, right? But that's what I'm saying. Like, you just don't yeah. know. You just, or it could have been like, oh, how did you meet? Oh, well, I used to date her sister. Mm. <laughs> it's not a meet you. <laughs> like, that was like, hmm, how, that's mm. pretty interesting. So how do yeah. you deal with that? Like, you were dating your sister. Now you're married to the other sister. Like, that's how does that work? That I, I'm strange. intrigued. I would want to know more. Like, tell me more about that dynamic and how does that work? And yeah, I, well, like I would that. say typically if that did happen, it was whenever he was with the first sister, it wasn't that serious. It was like a little whatever, because I don't think that there's a lot of people that will go from a very serious relationship to go into a very serious relationship with a sibling of theirs. Fair enough. But it's still one of those weird ways to, to meet weird. one another, yeah. but it worked. And yeah. if they were in love and fell in love and were together forever, like great, wonderful, or You know which fantastic. ones I like is like if you have like two couple friends that say they're older and then maybe both the other spouses pass away yeah. and then they, oh, yeah. and then they're like. There was a thing at one point that you would pick somebody as a backup. That was the thing. Oh, I don't yeah. know if you ever had that before, but let's say you were in a relationship and you were older. Let's mm-hmm. say you were in your 60s or 70s and you'd be like, hey, if I ever die. I want you, yeah, I want you to be with this person (laughs) because I think this person would be good for you. They would treat you and they would be good companions. Are they assuming that the other person is going to lose their spouse as well? No, but let's just say for the sake of argument that that other person is single or whatever. And they're like, hey, you know, if if something ever happened to me, Mm. like, like, I think that should be your backup. I mean, that's that's hard to say, (laughs) but that's true love. Like, you know, because what you're saying is you want them taken care of. Yes. And you you know, they're going to have a good life with this person. yes, Yes. And you know that the fact that they're going to miss you Mm -hmm. and it's going to be devastating, but you have a common ground together and you know that other person. So you know that they wouldn't be jerks to them, that they would treat them Even if that was like your best friend? Especially if it was your best friend. So you wouldn't mind your best friend being with your wife when you pass away? Oh, I'm not married. But if I was, and let's say I, and and I, my best friend was a really good guy. Uh Uh-huh. 
Absolutely not. I would love it if they got together. Hmm. I mean, again, I would have to have been dead <laughs> from natural causes. Let me just, You're like, well, let's let me start. Just... Jose's not dead yet, but let's start and see if something's going to yeah, happen here. But I, I would, yeah, I wouldn't mind that at all because you spend a lot of time with one another. And yeah. as you get older, your, your friends become fewer and far between mm-hmm. only because just... People start to pass away. Mm-hmm. People go away. I mean, it just it, that's an unfortunate part of getting older. And when you start seeing it in your 30s and then your 40s, like friends, like, oh, so-and-so passed away. I was like, I just saw them the other day. Like, holy, mm-hmm. you know, like they're not around anymore. That happens more and more and more. It becomes a reality like, oh, yeah, if you didn't already know, you're going to die someday. <laughs> well, when you were married, did you have a backup for your wife? No, but we were young at the time. But oh. if I was older... And, you know, and I had a friend and I thought, oh, I think you guys would do well together. Yeah, I wouldn't. Well, people die young. It happens. Yeah. I mean, I mean, when you're young, you're not thinking in those terms because you're young. You think you're going to live forever and ever and ever and ever. But but it's not uncommon that, let's say, you're married to somebody Mm -hmm. and that somebody has a best friend. So let's just say for the sake of argument, I'm married to somebody. I have a best friend. I tragically die, Mm -hmm. they might end up together. We all hung out together all the time. He's a nice guy. Sometimes out of tragedy, something else can come. And so if they get together and now they're in a relationship, I'm I'm dead, so I don't really have an opinion at that point. But (laughs) I I wouldn't imagine that I would have a problem with that. Why would I want to say, well, you can get with anybody, just not him? Well, I mean, no one would say that probably, but still that doesn't mean that you would want your ex-wife... Or, you know, to be with your best friend. I mean, not while I'm alive. No, no. But I I'm want just her saying, to be like, happy. And if they're happy together, you shouldn't take him no, off I the know. table just because he was my best friend. I'm just saying that I don't think people say, like, if I die, you can date anyone else but Robert. I don't right. think that they say that. <laughs> they <laughs> like, better not. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, the, the, there was... And even you know, I'm going to bring up a movie that I know you've seen uh-huh. at least once, Clueless. Uh, I love Clueless. <laughs> so there is the, that other thing kind of akin to The Wedding Singer, right? So Clueless is, it's a young girl, it's high school, it's dramatized. She's not really, she is kind of looking for love, but not really. She's just dating, really, mm-hmm. right? She's just exploring, like she's a woman, she's a young lady. She's navigating the world of, you know, boys, let's say, Right. And all along, she's had that. Well, she war. was saving herself for Luke Perry. I think fair that's- enough. Fair enough. <laughs> but the idea that it was right in front of her face all the all mm-hmm. that time because it's her stepbrother, mm-hmm. right? Then we Which have is, to say stepbrother. Yeah, I know, but that's still pretty strange. It is pretty strange. It is pretty strange. But nevertheless, it's not conventional, mm-hmm. and that's one of those again. Mm-hmm. He's nerdy and right. He was not what she was. Yeah, he wasn't like, he didn't dress cool, which she did. She was mm-hmm. much a fashionista, but he was a nice guy. Mm-hmm. He was funny. They got along. They were able to. He was kind of a Baldwin. <laughs> kind of, right? But that's the whole appeal of it. It's like, yeah. oh, he's right in front of you yeah. all this time while you were out looking for something else. Here they, you know, it's right there, but yeah. that's another one. And then, um, I mean, there's quite a few more, <laughs> but, but I'm not going to go into all yeah, of them. Yeah, I mean, the idea is that I think that a lot of women have misconceptions about relationships, what they should look like because of, you know, these types of movies or like I said, you know, with Disney movies and stuff, it's kind of like thrown in our face a lot that I think it, it can mess with a woman's head sometimes of like, well, my relationship isn't this, so it means it's not going to work, but you're basing off of, that's all fiction. Well... And in, 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 in here's the biggest one yeah. that I see, and I don't know if this imi- if life imitates art or vice versa, mm-hmm. but we touched on this at the very beginning. It's the beauty, beauty and the beast, mm-hmm. right? It's you taking an unrefined individual, an unrefined man, mm-hmm. and turning him into a refined man. <laughs> He's a beast, right? But she works with him. She talks to him. She appeals to his, because he's bitter, he's angry mm-hmm. because he's turned into a beast. And she tries to soften him up mm-hmm. and try to culture him a little bit. And he, you know, eventually it works. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, he's wonderful looking. I think that one might 
that one seems to happen more often than not, where I think sometimes women feel like, oh, I can change him and refine him, even in the clueless thing. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you if that hadn't went forward and we saw the part two of it, Mm -hmm. she would try to get him to dress better because he had the whole grunge thing going on, which she did not care for. So I can guarantee you that she would have said, hey, I need to refine you a little bit. Yeah, (laughs) You're great, but let's make you better. I was just thinking about like how women are like, we look past a lot of things. So I was thinking about beating the beast. I mean, like that, that guy turned into an animal, like an actual animal. And she still fell in love with. See, that's what I'm saying. I don't think you look past it. I think you think I can change. Him. <laughs> I don't think she thought at that point that she could change him from an animal to a person. Fair enough. Fair enough. But she was trying to, just because you look like an animal, you don't have to act right, like an animal. Right, of course. But I'm just saying that just goes to show how women, we don't care about looks as much because mm. we'll be with uh, an animal. I mean, he was a good looking beast though. I mean, you know what I mean? Like as, as far as beast goes, like he was pretty, he was pretty badass as far as that goes. Like he had on a suit and he would yeah, still get like- Yeah, just the jacket part, right? He was like- No pants, I don't know. You know and, it's, and it's, I think it, it goes even deeper, right? It's that, that masculine like person, you know, that masculine male and he's like, mm-hmm. he's not a jerk about it, but mm-hmm. he is- She's like, oh, I wonder what he's going to yeah, do. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of wanted to wrap up this episode with something a little bit different, just trying to be a little fun. So we have like a little game that we're going to play. Um, mm. The prize is going to be this uh, Mexican flavored sucker. It's like watermelon with the chili powder Yay. on it. But the, the um, well, okay, let me give the backstory real quick. So like I said earlier, if you know anything about Jose, you know that he loves rom-coms and he's always like bragging about how many rom-coms he's seen, things like that. So this game is going to be name that rom-com. Ooh. I'm going to give you five quotes okay, and you're going to have to tell me oh, what movie it's from. Oh man. So, <laughs> All right. I think you'll do okay. But in order to get this sucker, you have to get at least four out of the five. Okay. Okay. I'm going to start you off real easy though. Okay. okay. Number one, I love Josh. Uh, is that clueless? Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's like, were we like, just talking about this? We were. Okay. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. Man, that's a tough one. I love Josh. That's, Everybody, is that a big oh, thing Oh, that's a big thing. Okay. Because at the end, she's like, I love Josh. We say that oh, all the time. Oh, she realized it? She yes, yes. Epiphany. And, and, yes, okay, and then the water gotcha, and everything. Gotcha, so okay. that's like, was like a running joke in my family. They're like, I love wow. Josh. Anytime you meet a Josh, you got to make that kind of joke. Have you ever done that before, though? Like, well, I did it when I was telling you earlier about like when I realized Mm -hmm. that I had feelings for my, what would be my wife at the time, but Mm -hmm. she was not my wife. When you come to that realization, you're like, ooh, I really like him. Have I ever? Yeah. No. (laughs) Continue. (laughs) Okay. Wow. (laughs) Not that I can recall, but. Sure. Why not? Okay. (laughs) Okay. So number two is. Baby, I'm going to treat you so nice, you're never going to want to let me go. Mm, I, mm, I'll give you a hint. We talked about it earlier. We did? Uh-huh. Was it, was it, uh, we did? No, we didn't. <laughs> we did. Is it Pretty Woman? Yes. Okay. Because <laughs> he's saying, I'll, you know, like, I just want you for a week. Uh, and she's like, I'm going to uh, put it down so good, you never uh, let me go. Oh, I got you. Okay. Okay. Um, I'll give you that one still, even okay. though I All had right. to give Sounds you a hint. Good. I'm still doing good. Okay. This one is... Okay. So number three, that's why they call them crushes. If they were easy, they'd call them something else. Oh, that's 16 Candles yes, all day that long. Is right. <laughs> that I is put that on there specifically favorite, for you. <laughs> favorite, favorite, favorite. What's interesting about that one is she has so much self-doubt. In that movie, so much. And the guy, Jake Ryan, everybody that's ever seen it, everybody knows his name is Jake Ryan. Jake Ryan is the coolest dude you will ever meet. Mm. He's handsome. He's popular. He's a good guy. Mm -hmm. He's like everybody's just imagination of what that. But she is so full of self-doubt about Mm. everything, about her body about the about the her social status about all of it mm-hmm. and he like doesn't care about any of that stuff and he pursues it anyways it's a, it's a wonderful <laughs> absolutely wonderful but i know you love movie. molly ringwald so I, I definitely had to put at least one of her movies in yes. there she was a goddess back <laughs> in the day oh my goodness she was a goddess okay here's number four <clears throat> 
Nobody puts baby in a corner. Aw, that's dirty dancing all day long. That's right. That's right. Okay, here's the last one. This the one may... Thrust. I think you're going to know this one too, but it's a little bit longer. When you realize that you want to spend the rest of your life with someone, you want the rest of your life to start as soon as possible. Oh, man, I, I don't know that one. Are you sure? Because we kind of talked about this movie not that long ago. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't know that one. What's that one? When Harry Met Sally. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've seen it like twice. It was really interesting. Have you Have you seen the movie? No, I haven't. Okay, so that one... It's very akin to... Yeah, don't they realize in the end, like, oh, I really like you, but they well, were just friends? Yeah, so what ended up happening is in that movie, they started out like he um, he hit on her. Mm-hmm. They, they got together because it was his ex-girlfriend and they were friends or something like that, and they were moving to the same place. But he tried to hit on her and she was like, no, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. So they kind of decided, okay, well, we'll just be friends. They just kind of gravitated towards friends. And then it turned into something way more. Mm-hmm. And then... Like they were dating each other. I mean, not dating each other, but they were dating other people. Mm-hmm. But they just couldn't stop thinking about one another. Yeah. Anyways, it turned into well, something. I'll go ahead and give you the sucker. But I do have a bonus one. <laughs> okay. Just for fun. Um, it's going to be a little bit obscure, yeah. but um, you may not remember this, but in our very first episode, you claimed that this was your favorite rom-com. And the quote is, it puts the lotion on the skin or else it gets the hose again. <laughs> That is a beautiful story right there. It's <laughs> So that is um, uh, Silence of the Lambs. That's correct. Of course. Um, and that is a wonderful, wonderful story. Yeah. It's an older man, younger <laughs> woman, that old chestnut, right? Mm-hmm. Meet he's cute. Ki- he's kind of a, yeah, meet cute for sure, right? They, may, they meet in a That's mental the most, asylum. the most interesting story of how you can meet yes, someone. in a mental asylum, yes. she He kind of mentors her a little bit, if, if you if you want to mm-hmm. look at it that way. She's got daddy issues. She does have, <laughs> yes, she does. Yes, she does. And he is manipulative and a psycho serial killer. Well, congratulations on winning the candy and getting the bonus one that I just threw in there. Yay! Good right job. On, right on. I, I had a great time. Me too. Thank you. All right. Till next time. Bye. Bye.